0: Hey everyone, and welcome to the very first podcast of We Weren't Friends in High School, the high school reunion podcast where I interview a classmate from Wizzahickon Senior High School in the suburbs of Philadelphia. I'm Brad Corbett, class of 2001. There are two rules to be on this podcast. First, we couldn't know each other's parents, and we couldn't have been to the other's house. Other than that, anything is fair game. This first episode is featuring Mike Clyburn, I was very nervous, being that it was the first interview that I was doing, but it was a great hangout with some adult lemonade and some tacos. Mike and I had a little bit of a conflict uh, as we were growing up, uh, which we do address. And just a heads up, near the end of the interview, we get into a little bit of Avengers and Game of Thrones talk. So if you're still trying to avoid all conversation about the movie or the show, uh, that is your warning there. And with that, let's go. Good. Very good. I guess you're the, a good person to pick, too, because we have booming voices. So ah, yeah, know. it's true. That is true. There won't be any, uh, <laughs> hey, I can't hear you.
1: Could, you. could you speak a little louder, please?
0: <laughs> so, Mike Clyburn. 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 It's all right. It happens all the time. I'm used to it. It's a Philly accent thing. Yeah. So, Mike Clyburn. What's going on, Brad? Welcome. Thank you. Um, Happy to be here. So, this is the very first interview. Yeah. Um, I'm excited. I am. I'm, well. an, I'm nervous. Don't be. I made a little list. I don't know where I put it, though. Is there something you don't want to talk about? Just tell me.
1: Uh, I'll talk about just about it. <laughs> like,
0: Use your safety word. <laughs> it's um, pineapples. So let's do like a basic introduction. What elementary school did you go to? So I did not start out at Um
1: When I was a kid, um, I, was, I was smart and Wisshacken would not take me. I lived in Ambler at the time. Yeah. So we actually got me into Upper Dublin Uh so I could start at four, turning five. I didn't turn five until late November. Um, so I started at four, which put me in your year. Mm-hmm. Uh So I was in Jarrettown Elementary in Upper Dublin. And then I moved over to Shady Grove Elementary in fifth grade, Okay, Uh, which I believe is where we met. Yeah. Yeah. And then from there, was it in
0: middle school, was it in high school? Who did you have? In uh, Shady Grove.
1: Buh, Mr. Or Sando. Fifth grade? Fifth grade. So you didn't come over till fifth grade? I didn't come until
0: till fifth. Man, I talk about Mr. Sando probably more than any teacher from Shady Grove, <laughs> strictly because of the Super Mario resemblance. Yes. Mario. Was I'm huge. happy I'm not the only one that thought that. No, Mario is so big. It sticks it was in my head. so huge. Oh my God. <laughs> so we had like a, a, our school district had like, what, five elementary schools, I think? Yes. Um, Shady
1: Grove, Stony Creek, Stony
0: Creek, Bluebell, Blue Madison. Madison, that's right. Is that it? Maybe it was four. Maybe it was four, and then they got lower. Gwened and closed Madison e- eventually. Yeah. So and then we all kind of funneled into one middle school. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's normal. I don't know either. But
1: when a school is that size, I guess it makes sense to funnel all the kids into one central location. Yeah. As opposed to splitting them into like dividing them. I don't. I don't know.
0: So then you do the Shady Grove. So just so everyone knows, we have now opened a window <laughs> and full disclosure, the Italian festivals tomorrow. I don't know what type of sounds are going to happen here. Uh, trash trucks may come by. Uh, loading trucks may come by vendors. I have no clue. Maybe nothing. Just rolling with it. We're just rolling with it. Um, okay. So Shady Grove, we all funnel into middle school. Um, That's rain. Little rain.
1: I like that. It's fancy. Nice.
0: Um. And then we just move across the street. Yeah. So I guess one of the biggest things and, and before we start recording, I told you, I feel like our school was maybe a little weird. Um, yeah, I after high school, a lot of my friends went to North Penn where they didn't know anybody from their school. They knew like 12 people. Um, and then they graduated because they all, they had like 1100 people. Yeah. That, that's,
1: that's insane. I, uh, I don't know, man. Like, I almost prefer what we have, right? In, in ways because we we got to know like a wide like section of humanity, right? Like I don't know anybody's friend group that's that all looks exclusively like them. Right. And I think that's a benefit. Which which
0: is crazy because like you, you mean said, like a bunch of white guys?
1: Yeah, or a bunch of black guys or I mean, yeah, it was clicky, but I don't know anybody that didn't at least touch somebody in another group. Mm-hmm. Just even just a little bit. Yeah. Um, which is nuts because yeah. other people don't really
0: get that experience. And you think because they because it was so much smaller and just a thousand kids in the school versus a thousand kids in your class. You yeah. you able to touch a lot more things. Yeah. Versus, yeah. Um, what was it like when for me uh, and a lot of these things that I ask are probably – obsessions that i've wondered about for years <laughs> after high school um by the way mike has brought not your father's lemonade thank you yeah no problem not a sponsor
1: get a sponsor get one
0: i'll take you if you want me <laughs> um the aspect of going from such a small elementary school and in elementary school everyone is your friend Everyone goes to everyone's birthday parties, right? Oh God. Yeah. To middle school where it gets a little bit bigger to high school. And I feel like, uh, and, and this was just for me, I felt like the friendships just degraded over time, at least for me somewhere. I was, it was, and maybe that's just, and that's probably just real. That's just reality. Right. It happens to everyone. Right. It just pared down to such a, uh, scale bones crew.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I see that. Um, so it was a little different for me, right? Cause I was coming from a different elementary school. Like mm-hmm. I knew next to nobody. Like, unless you were in my neighborhood directly, I grew up on West Ambler, um, I really didn't know you. Mm-hmm. So by the time fifth grade happened, like I'm in a completely new ecosystem. Like I've I've I had one friend who actually transferred over from um from Jarrettown with me. Not with me, but before me, mm-hmm. so he kind of had a few friends, and I kind of tagged along. Not again. That relationship just kind of paired off. I think it ran its natural cycle. Yeah, and that's what happens sometimes with friendships, you know. Um, but like it was weird because I was almost playing catch up in a way. Like there, like that first socially, yeah, like that first part of middle school was almost like elementary school for everybody else that was already there. Yeah. It's kind of crazy, yeah.
0: you know. Did that, so when you went to, when then you got to high school, did you have a crew already from middle school? Did you, did you end up with the same elementary school? It it is what it is, right? And, and you're kind of stuck to your, your area, but middle school, high school, did you feel like you carried over the same group of friends?
1: Yes and no. Right. So in middle school, um, which, and this is going to sound super weird. Most of my friends were girls. Okay. Um, So we were talking about Alea beforehand. Yeah. I was friends with Alea, uh, girl Noel, Mary Kate. Uh, that was my core group of friends. Okay. And then we got to high school and we just kind of didn't talk anymore. You know, things just, I'm talking about It's weird. (laughs) But again, I think, you know, most of the time those things just, just evolve. Um, and then I started doing more stuff in band Mm -hmm. and that's where I grew like serious friends and like I had, you know, their kids, you were here in course, yep. you know, those, those two rooms were right next to each other. So bank kids and course kids kind of co-mingled a little bit. Yeah. So that was fun. But like outside of that, cause that's where I started, like that's where I found my love of life, you know, mm-hmm. through, through music <laughs> and everybody else just kind of faded to the background. Like, yeah, I know who you are. You know, we've had shared life experiences, but then after, after like that, that change in high school, mm-hmm. I was just like, I have no real need to talk to you that much. Mm. Like is that, and then it sounds kind of cold and a little, yeah, it's
0: a little snobby. It's a little bit. So that's almost the exact opposite of how I envision other people in school. Yeah. Right. Like they have their, they have their, their world and then close everyone off to it. I think that's kind of the, the stereotypical quote unquote, cool kids. I suppose,
1: but we, like I knew I wasn't part of the quote unquote, cool kids. Like it was just like, so you formed your own clique. Yeah, sort of, sort of, um, I don't know. It's weird. Like you know, once like those band kids stick together and they stick together hard because you know you usually those are kids who are kind of outcasty, mm-hmm. kind of been picked on, kind of shoved to the side, but they're still talented and they're very they're very social but in their own way.
0: Yeah.
1: As opposed to everybody else. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that's
0: crazy. Yeah. Uh Yeah. Yeah. So who was you? Who was in your crew then when you got to high school? Um. So Vern, Vern Cheatham, yep. uh, we've been
1: friends pff, pretty much since elementary school. Wow. Um, maybe middle school. Um, J.P. Meyer, we've been friends since like middle school. We, we were, you know, that was, <laughs> that was my partner in crime, dude, in high JP. school. Yeah. Um, then, you know, I started friending underclassmen, uh, Adam Greger, mm-hmm. uh, who I know you know. Yeah. Uh, actually, his older brother, an older uh, an upperclassman. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was mostly like, you know, just other band kids. Steve DeSantis, yeah. Spent a lot of time class with president. him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, and a lot of people that aren't here anymore, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, that, that, like, I almost, it's uncomfortable, but I almost wonder if our class kind of cursed, right? Like, because we lost so many so young, so quick. Um,
0: it's, Yeah. Um, it, it's weird. I was telling someone about it today and prepping about it and just talking about, you know, my class and what I think makes it unique and, and the different relationships. And then I, that's exactly what I brought up. And I said, uh, I said, there's this other weird thing where I feel like we've lost for such a small class. I feel like we've lost a lot of people to yeah. not necessarily straight up. I mean, right. actual cause of death when you're <laughs> when you're you know, under 35, yeah, 36. Exactly. Um, but yeah, just the the weirdest thing, starting with Ray.
1: Yeah, um, oh my God, that gutted me, man. And I know you were you were closer to him than I, I I ever was, but oh, he was one of the first friends I made when I got here. Yeah, <laughs> really? Know? Yeah. I'll
0: oh, talk about that if you remember anything. So I don't want to put you on the spot. If no,
1: no, no. <laughs> so one of the things I I distinctly remember about Ray, outside of you know the things that I, it's just hard to forget that smile, that laugh, that personality. Was he was into karate. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was when I first came over. So that's, you know, it's one of those weird things that you just kind of talk about sometimes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I found out he became a black belt early. And I was like, dude, that's hard. That's a lot of time. And it kind of scared me. And I kind of backed off karate. Like yeah. I was like, nope, not doing it. But man, what a cool dude. He's yeah. so warm and welcoming and. Friendly and just—he's
0: awesome. He's mm-hmm. awesome. One of the funny things about Ray, um, for me, is that so Ray was my best friend. I grew up—you know—we lived down the street from each other. Knew him since I was five. Uh, our moms are best friends. His mom's coming over here tomorrow. She'll be here for the Italian festival. Oh, nice. My mom won't be. Her, his mom <laughs> will. Um, so, one of the things about him, though, and like you said, he was so nice and so warm. Yeah. Um, I, I think, I think in my, I think I knew my place in school. Right, Or at least I think I knew my um, uh, reputation in school. Okay. Right? Um, I I think I had the friends that I had. um, And it wasn't beyond that because I had an attitude. But Ray was... And Ray wasn't, quote, unquote, one of the cool kids. Yeah. um, But Ray could mingle with so many people because he was so nice. I felt lucky to be a friend of his... To be, you know, for him to be my best friend and to be able to go those places where he was a little bit allowed to go uh, socially. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's funny you mentioned, you know, you, we started getting into this just as you mentioned Steve DeSantis. You know, Steve DeSantis, he was doing something with golf. Yeah. Uh, a while back. And uh, Ray's parents do a charity um, where they give money. They give a, since his grad, since he died, since graduation. Yeah. They've been giving money uh, to Wizzahickon. Nice. Uh, in his name. And Steve DeSantis for the golf outing, even though it was giving, was doing for their <sighs> raffles for the golf outings. Yeah. Is that wild?
1: That, I mean, that actually kind of speaks to his character a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. He, at times, he was one of those quote unquote cool kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he kind of spread out so much. He's an incredibly talented musician uh, at the time, as was his brother. Um, but, yeah, like you could you could see that that kindness in him too. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I kind of want to go down that road, but I remember when I found out uh, about Ray and I was gutted. Like I, I was almost inconsolable. Like hmm. it, w- words wouldn't form, you know, like, and that, and that's weird for a kid to have to deal with. Yeah. Right. And then an entire group of kids. I, I'm pretty sure like our entire senior class was at his funeral. And that was.
0: The um, the funeral went too long. Uh, the viewing went too long. Um, and they were. After a while they were like. We got to get everyone in. We got to get everyone in. Because the line was out the door. Yeah. Um, I remember leaving. I remember walking out. Um, and people still hadn't made it in yet. Uh, that was. Yeah. That's. That's one of those visions. You don't really forget in your head. No. Um, Not at all but I don't want it to be a sad no, pod, no. podcast, and, but you know, to, <laughs> it's a shared life experience. It, it absolutely is. It absolutely is. It's, um, it's a, it's a thing that I, I go to now anytime anyone loses someone young. Um, yeah. and like you said, with, with the cursing, it feels, yeah, it feels weird. You know, I don't, I don't want to leave out people, but you know, the ones that come to mind, you know, Keyshawn and
1: oh god, and, yeah, and
0: Bethany and Kyle Stewart. Um,
1: He's actually, he's actually buried right near my grandmother.
0: Kyle is. Yes. Wow.
1: So like anytime I go and see my, see, well, not see my grandmother, mm-hmm. but you know, leave flowers wow. at her grave or just kind of hang out and, um, I don't know. I talk sometimes there. I don't yeah. know. I don't know if that's weird or not, but it, no. it makes me feel better. Um, but like, I'll, I, I forget, I will forget until I'm on my way out. Cause I'm usually looking down and I'll see his gravestone and it's like, oh, Hey, you know, wish you were still here, dude.
0: Like this this is tough. Yeah. Uh, that's that's something that I don't want. Yeah. Let's talk about happy. Let's, yeah, let's uh, let's do that. Let's talk about happy. Favorite class. Favorite class?
1: Uh it was it was it was banned. It was banned. Mr. Like, Hood. Yes. He not, he He influenced my life like so much. Um like he gave us freedom. And it was like the first time as a teenager i ever remember experiencing what it was to be creative mm-hmm. and you know just use my natural talents and my mind together to create something with other people um and that's huge like if you don't if you if you know you have a talent and you don't get the opportunity to hone that craft and experiment and try like you you never get better at it and he let us do that like he so we had jazz bands and orchestras and symphonic bands, but he let us make a ska band and a funk band. (laughs) And like, I'd never done those things before. Yeah. And it was, it was cool to have somebody who let you have, have the freedom to create it, but also had the experience to kind of point you in a direction as well. Mm. Like he's like, Oh, you guys should maybe try and cover some of this or some of this. And that's, it's influential, man. That sticks with you forever. Yeah. You know? Um, Yeah. That was it. What about you?
0: This is going to sound so lame. I think I like calculus. (laughs) (laughs) Who
1: was your teacher?
0: (laughs) Mrs. Caster.
1: okay. There you go.
0: So I used to, his senior (laughs) year. So, uh, (coughs) after Ray died, I, uh, my life, I got weird. I stopped going to certain things. I stopped doing certain things. Don't blame me. Um, I stopped coming to school on time. Uh, so my senior year, it's, it's lit out here as they say party time uh so i stopped going to school on time and i would show up somewhere maybe halfway through first period second period something like that and i think i used to sign i know i did absences, and yeah. i couldn't be late anymore so i just started taking absences i was going to school pretty much every period everything except for maybe the first period which could have been gym. uh Ugh. And oh, first period gym is the worst. It's horrible. It's horrible. No one wants to start like that. And no. I didn't know about showering in gym class. Like, we didn't shower in gym class. No. You just had to, like, go like that. Sweat. I had no idea what I was doing with my body. It was terrible. <laughs> so, I would skip first period, show up sometime in second period, and just never check in for the day. But I would go to all my classes. Huh. Especially calculus <laughs> and TV lab.
1: Oh yeah, of course. Oh, TV Lab was the best.
0: Yeah, maybe TV back in the day. That, so I had that was like the one-two combo. Eight nine was, oh, was yeah. uh, calculus and TV Lab. Uh you had T V Lab? Yeah, I did. Uh junior year, I think. Uh I don't know if I did it senior year. I know who do you have? So uh I don't remember. I had Mr. Malone. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. Were we in the same class?
1: No. Possibly. Possibly, possibly not. I don't remember.
0: We're we're with Kevin DeProsperous.
1: After After Ray's passing, I like I never missed school, Mm -hmm. unless I was sick. I was always there, and I started like skipping classes. Like I never did that. It was like I would skip class, go to Wawa, which is like around the corner from school. Whatever. Love that Wawa. And then I would come back and just hang out in the band room. I'm like it was like a sanctuary. I would either practice or just hang out and listen. Or uh, they had a sound system down there. And when there was no class, he was just like, "Yeah, play whatever you want." Wow, which was crazy because I—that was the year 2001. The Chronic came out, yes. bumped that heavily, heavily inappropriate for school, yeah, <laughs> absolutely yeah. inappropriate for school. But again, it's that freedom, man. Like it—it it shaped my worldview. Or it's like, yeah, you should be able to do some of these things.
0: It put in are in an environment where you're able to create something that you like, and you're left alone to do whatever you want to do. Yeah, it's, it's really fostering your creativity. And it
1: wasn't it wasn't like detrimental at all. It wasn't like, you know, I would skip out on social studies. Mm-hmm. Um, at points, like the la- later got in the year, they almost stopped caring. They were just like, yeah, we've done pretty much what we want to do. The study hall.
0: Yeah,
1: it. <laughs> it was like, all right, cool, let's go.
0: Least fun. least favorite class.
1: That's a very good question. Um, I would. I want to go English because I had to write. Mm. I didn't want to write. I, I'm decent at it, but I just didn't want to. Like sometimes. All right. So something I realized as I got older is I deal with depression. Sucks. Sometimes, other times it's not there. But when that's something that you deal with there, I read like a Twitter thread once about something called the impossible task. Something you can do, you can do normally wash dishes, uh, clean out your car, whatever, something that you, you will do a thousand times over. But in certain moments, you're just like, I can't. Like, you just – you physically cannot. Mm. And that's what writing papers for English class was for me at times. Um, and I didn't realize it. I had no clue until I got older and get to look back and go, oh, shit. That's what I was dealing with. Mm. Hormones are weird and, you know, mess you up pretty bad. And uh, so it was like I didn't realize it. So I would, you know, I would skip class and then go create in band. You know, I'd, I'd play. I'd hone my craft. I'd do what I did. And then you know, I, I eventually had to write the paper, but it like
0: it was, it was tough to get started. Any type of writing, creative writing, just English in general. English in general, man. Yeah.
1: Like my language skills have always been good. I've all vocabulary, I've always been good with, but um, <laughs> just like you have to write a paper. It's just like uh, I don't want to. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, I think I felt the same way, and it's funny because I think I ended up as a quote unquote writer for
2: a
1: while.
0: <laughs> yeah. um, I'm a creative person, but um that yeah, that idea of having it write and even reading for me, even reading stuff that you just that you didn't pick. Yeah. Yeah, that's tough, right? Yeah, it's very tough. I still have that that issue. I've got two books in my room that I, I have to read. <laughs> um, and I haven't even started yet. And I, I need to it's one of those things, it's for you. You know it's good for you. you. Yeah, you know it's a great step for you to learn something. But you just don't you just can't do it. Yeah. I read at the beach. I like to read at the beach. Yeah, yeah. It, it, um,
1: it's nice to find quiet time which i
0: don't have anymore but you got kids yeah <laughs> you have kids. um i'm gonna ask you about that in a little bit well, that's fine um we took japanese together i love japanese you love japanese i
1: did i did i actually took two japanese courses in college in really? manco yeah really I got mustangs uh, Wow. i did uh, i did two semesters there um and it was always something that I don't know if it's just a cultural difference that just fascinated the hell out of me, um, but it's always been like somewhere I've wanted to go and just, and just live that experience firsthand. You know, yeah.
0: um, it's crazy. And you've never been.
1: No, never been. Uh, maybe someday, but
0: yeah. Mike, can I tell you? I have two dream vacations. Okay. And it's stupid. But okay. These are bucket list trips. All like, right. What are they? It's not that hard. Alaska. Okay. And Japan. It's the only two places in my life I want to go. That That's actually kind of cool. Uh, and because of because we took Japanese, the yeah. culture was mind Field trips.
1: Do you remember any of the field trips for no, Japanese?
0: No. All right. So
1: I actually think it started in middle school because that's, I think, where we started. Yep. And I took it in high school. Harpster sensei. Boku yes. Nep-
0: Bokunepe sensei. She was the
1: best. She was great. She was so nice. Um, but yeah, we went to like a uh, – it was like a Japanese market – and she, like, wouldn't let us speak English. Like, mm. the, Like she, she like, after a while, only spoke Japanese in Japanese class, um, which is tough. Mm-hmm. A, it, is, it is a completely different animal. Um, and that, like, all right, so I love comic books. Yeah. And, like, the anime, like, Dragon Ball Z was huge when we were back in high school. Right, right, right. And that's where, like, that started to snowball, like, a lot for me. Um but, but like i picked up a few in japanese while we were at on this field trip hmm. and you know one of the you know you start to read it I, like those skills are almost all all gone now <laughs> like <laughs> i don't Does it make you sad it a makes little, me bit, sad. little bit a little bit a little bit um yeah man like that just the language penmanship is is out of control it's it was so hard to to learn
0: yeah i can still do it i can still write i still know the alphabet yeah absolutely I, I can do it i can still count i still know the alphabet i can still do maybe the first 10 letters of i can do the. what did you say to me every day in class so let's talk about it (laughs) i have told anyone that said who oh who's coming first your first uh podcast who's coming i said oh mike's coming oh you guys were you guys friends again no (laughs) no in fact he hated me because in japanese class so i'll explain it in full okay so those tapes that you get (laughs) with the skits on them and you follow along in your lesson plan book And they're and they're transcribing transcribing this skit. They're acting (laughs) it out. And in the book is a character named Michael. Yes. In Japanese, there's there's two ways to reference someone. Uh, Females are are san. Yes, correct. Males are kun. That's correct. K U N.
1: And there's no L in the in the Japanese language. No. Just just so we're clear about no
0: no L's. Uh, And so when this when this when. As I remember, a woman would re- would start calling out a character, and would call for this Michael character. Yeah, would scream would in a what in my head was very erotic. I agree. Okay. Like, like okay, that's a okay. weird. All right? right, it wasn't just me. All okay. right, cool. All right, <laughs> <laughs> and she would go. This I remember. Haven't heard it probably in fifteen years. Michael Kuhn. <laughs> Michael Kuhn. <clears throat> so that was every day. I would do that to him every single day, not just in Japanese class. Oh, like it in, went down the hall so far. Oh, did you just walk in? Michael Kuhn. <laughs> and the more you would ignore me or the more you would rebuff it, the 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 more erotic I would make it. Yeah. Michael Cool. <laughs> it was horrible. I, I mean, now it's funny. It's funny now. I'm, glad, <laughs> oh, I'm so glad you can laugh at it. <clears throat> Yes, at the
1: time, look, I was I was an introvert, right? I was I didn't have very many friends. I didn't I wasn't good at making them, uh, so that killed me because yeah. I it was, it was like you were making fun of me, but you weren't. Yeah, you weren't. Yeah, it's just, it was just pure circumstance. I wanted
0: you to be in on it, with me. <laughs> but I was not. I know, I know. It was
1: like if it was po- if it was possible
0: for me to blush, I would have done it. Yeah, yeah, every single time. Oh, I apologize. That's oh, all right. Hey. It's uh, I I think one of the things about me that I've come to realize is like I think my my humor was way more mature for my age group that I was around. Yes, yeah, I, I was still having the fart jokes then. I, I was fourteen year olds memorizing Chris Rock bits, like entire hour long Chris Rock bits, yeah. doing jokes about OJ Simpson and domestic abuse. Yeah, like fourteen years old. <laughs> That's <laughs> not. You got to know your audience. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So if I if I catch on a a sexual joke. Yeah, you know, like oh, I'm gonna ride that motherfucker out. <laughs> of course, the of teacher's course. at least gonna laugh at it.
1: <clears throat> oh, if they don't, there's something wrong with that. Exactly, uh, exactly. He's punching above his weight there. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> I, well, Did- I, so you said hated. I
0: think hate is a. Sh- I was. Was, when you're uh, young, it's that's what it is, yeah. And you're when you're young, I young, suppose, it's,
1: yeah. I realize more was now more probably more embarrassment than anything because, yeah. but I annoyed you, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah, of course, yeah, oh, yeah. But it's not like I wasn't annoying to anybody ever. That's <laughs> <laughs> that's it was kind of my thing. Um, but yeah, like outside of Japanese, what else do we share any other classes together?
0: Not that I can remember. I
1: remember early on, we were in select choir together.
0: Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, so. We did chorus choir. Uh, was that that was high school or middle school?
1: I think it was middle school.
0: Middle school. Yeah. With uh, Mrs. Rubenstein, Mrs. Reckner. Yes. Okay. Not only that, in eighth grade, you and I were in Dream Girls. That's right. Holy <laughs> shit. I almost forgot about that. Before Eddie Murphy. Oh and, my God. And, and Beyonce were in Dream Girls, you and I. That's true, did dream girls were there any other men? What the fuck got you to audition for dream girls <clears throat> no God, let me just set this up by saying, so I was the guy that did so I used to act as a as a preteen teenager. I did a little bit of that here and there i did I did professional like modeling acting, runway auditions, shit like that. It never really amounted to like anything special but so i uh, acting was like the thing i i felt like i had to do yeah and so you know sixth grade uh acting you know the sixth grade uh drama club yeah i think uh, we did that together as well musical yeah musicals uh i would do all those and i feel like i was the only guy in seventh grade vince sadati
1: (laughs) oh man i've thought that name
0: a long time and he had a buddy, I think the entire three years I did with six different productions in three years.
1: So I, I've always loved drama. I've always loved acting. Was it was that
0: a musical? Yeah, Dream Girls,
1: yeah. Okay. We were Dream girl. So I think one I think I missed out on a part, if I remember correctly, to to Zal Chapgar.
0: Wow, Zal another one that we've lost. Yeah. Another
1: one. Right. Um and I think if I remember correctly, we we did a recording of it and then they had me sing over it over Zal's parts
0: After over, after the fact. After the fact. Yeah, yeah yes, yes.
1: Uh, and that that sucked because I really wanted the part.
0: You but were in the just, you were in the crowd.
1: Yeah, I just didn't get it.
0: Yeah. You got a crowd part. Yeah. You were part much. of like the you were part of the live audience. Show biz <laughs> just show biz That was your line, right? Yeah, pretty much. That was it. Oh. Uh you wore I think you wore my coat, my sports coat. Like a tan sports coat. Yes, mat. I did. I don't think it fit me anymore, so I think we had it. We gave it up. <laughs> Got some more stuff if you want to take a look in the closet. Oh right man, in. so many details. Um, I
1: like. I just forget. I about remember stuff.
0: weird. So another. So Mike asked me why was I doing this. Part of it being that you know, I I, I think that our school is slightly different. Um, part of it, I, I feel like I'm I'm probably overly connected to people for some reason. I keep running into people in the city. Uh, but also, I have a really weird memory with certain stuff. I remember very specific details about certain things for okay. some reason. Uh, and so over the course of all these interviews that I do, I will be pulling out weird shit out of my head <laughs> that's, that's going to make you go, whoa. Um, what happened after that? You never did another
1: um, So musical? not acting. I started playing in the pit. Wow. And... That was a wildly different experience, um, way more fun than I ever anticipated. Really, um, because it was it was high school musicians, and there were other teachers from like the school that also played in the pit. So you got like non
0: band teachers,
1: yes, like non band teachers that, that you know played music. That's uh, cool. Dr. Madden back in the day, yeah, uh, yeah, he, yeah. I think he, he passed recently, right? Did he? Yeah, I think so. Um, he played in the pit um hood directed um but uh oh god math teacher uh, i can't remember his name sabia mm, high school or middle school uh, high school i don't think it was a sabia maybe it was a teacher I can't Went, remember his name uh, but he no. sat next to me and played trombone um schneider
0: No, he was middle school no yeah
1: I don't. I can't remember the names. I feel awful about that. I'm terrible with names. Like I meet people I now one, and I forget I their names ten minutes later. With me,
0: Mrs. Castor, of course. Shout of course. out to Mrs. Castor. <laughs> um,
1: but it was cool, man. It was like a different experience. Like you got like just weird, funny stories. Like um, so Steve
0: DeSantis. Yeah. I uh I asked you played me, trumpet by the way, right? Trombone. Trombone. Okay. In
1: in in pit orchestra. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, Steve was in the pit with me one year. And I asked him to 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 grease the trombone slide for me really quick while I ran the bathroom come back it's real slick (laughs) like I don't think he knew anything about brass instruments at all and uh so we're going to play in the pit and JP had no longer been in the pit I think this was Mame or maybe the year after he he transitioned My Fair Lady My Fair Lady that's what it was and he transitioned to the stage so I took over and uh so I'm going to play at one point the slide just Shoots off my trombone and flies across the pit orchestra. And I was just like, like it's out. Well, yeah, it's like, it's off. It's off the trombone. It slid on the ground. And I was just like, well, what the fuck do I do? So I just kind of sat there until like it was, it was the intro till the intro ended. And then they <laughs> like, like the Tremontist that was sitting next to me just kind of looked at me and just started laughing. Like it's tough to keep that going. Uh, but like just silly things. Like there, there's such a bonding between. Musicians in that in that regard, you know. Yeah,
0: uh same with acting. I so I quit, um and this it was right around the time Ray passed. But I I quit My Fair Lady, um and that's a Vern story for when I when I talked to Vern. Oh, okay, okay. Um, yeah, he was in. He was in. Yeah. Um, but I always felt a, and I didn't. I think I knew it when I was doing it, but I don't think I knew it until it was until I was watching everyone do My Fair Lady um, from the stands, the camaraderie as you spoke about that you have with musicians, actors, performers, dancers, directors, choreographers. Um, it's something different when you're, you're on the stage every day from two 45 to seven o'clock at night, mm-hmm. uh, and you're rehearsing and you're going through lines, you're sitting, you're eating, you're eating, you know, late lunch or early dinner or, um, you're trying to do homework, and and you're just with each other like four to five days a week for yeah, like eight hours a week.
1: It's a ton of work, and I don't think people really realize how much work that really lot. is.
0: It's a lot, um, and that was that I never went back and did it again after I quit. Actually, I, that's when I went to TV Lab. Uh-huh. and uh, okay. so that that was kind of a, a eye opening moment for me because I came alive. I felt creatively in TV Lab. Yeah, was there was was banned. The moment for you? Was there a moment? Was there a moment in high school, I guess, that you realized after high school, this is something that's that's going to be a part of you, even if you're not making money off of it, you're just doing we realize, oh, I'm going to I'm going to do this all the way.
1: It did not happen until until I got to Monaco. Because I didn't. So I had no real life plan. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I did a bunch of stuff in high school. Music was the only thing that really grabbed me. And I, I've been doing that since I was in fourth grade, I guess. Like, you know, it's just been there. Um, and once I got to uh, Monco and I, st- I actually took a music theory class and I was like, holy shit, I know a lot here. Like, I didn't realize how much I knew. And, you know, it's, it's more about rules and stuff. I took took two act- acting classes in Monco. Um, I met a very dear friend of mine there. I still talk to her. Uh, she actually auditioned for American Idol. She was wow. on that. She was on that show for a little bit, on uh, that first season. Maybe yeah, that first season. Justin yeah, and Kelly Clarkson. Justin and Kelly.
0: That's yeah. your, Uh, my family had a.
1: Uh, Where I started taking these classes, and she was there, and she talked about it, and I was like, "Well, oh, that's nuts." Um, but yeah, that's when I realized, like, like music is like, huh. Okay, that's this is I could see myself doing this. Mm. And then I and I did it, you know, for a while. How did you do it? Uh I started man. Uh guys from high school, John Diaz. Yeah. John uh, Diaz. John Diaz. Oh
0: my god. Love that guy. Uh,
1: still talk to him occasionally, not as much as I'd like to. Where does to. he live? Uh he just moved up to Quakertown. Oh, he's still in the area. Yeah. Well, he wasn't for a while. He was in New York. Oh wow. Um he just moved up to Quakertown. So he he was our lead singer, uh Charles Belstowing. Yeah, Uh, He was playing guitar. um, Damn good guitarist. You know, other people that we knew um, from band and stuff like that and exterior uh, filled out the rest of the band. And then people left. John left. He moved. He Mm -hmm. started a family with his wife, whatever. Um, And, you know, we reformed it and did it again. And it was like... So I know I said to you like earlier, we've I've lived several lifetimes. Yeah, it feels yeah, like. yeah. This is one of them, right? So we we really committed to this band thing. We recorded an album, a full length album, which if you've if you don't know anybody who's done it or have ever not done it yourself, it's a lot of work, a lot of work, a lot of hours, a lot of recording. Um, we. We did a bunch of shows all over the place. We played main stage of the truck twice. Um, RIP the truck. Mm-hmm. Um, but like that was Great that was crazy to me. Like I had gone there and seen shows and and comedy and and all kinds of stuff. And like to 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 have played that stage is like, like one of the coolest moments of my life.
0: It's a cool feeling.
1: It really is. Um, you know, and, and then, you know, we we, we did the disc. We broke up and then formed another band and that broke up. And then I did jump to another band, um, you know, and then and then life got in the way as, as it were, you know, yeah. had, you know, got married, had kids, um, still working on something I want to do. It's going to be much bigger than anything I've ever done before. Um, I got, I got a big board it, which I
0: can't wait to do. That's awesome. Where are you going to do it?
1: Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know, um, but it's not going to be a traditional band. What um, kind of music? That's, that's the oh. tricky thing, right? So I'm going to do... I've, I've only said this out loud like three times. Okay. So pardon me if I'm a little scattered. I'm going to do four different EPs. Uh, maybe six songs a piece. Maybe more. Maybe less. I don't know. One will be a straight-ahead rock album. I love rock music, and I didn't realize it until I got to high school, mm-hmm. which is nuts. Um, one will be like a pop and hip-hop, a little bit of each. Um because I've done that since middle school, like mm-hmm. you know, grew up listening to Q102, which
0: sure. is
1: so, I, you know, it's still there. One of the very few radio one of the, stations.
0: One of like the five. <laughs> yeah,
1: um, one will be almost like an R&B and soul type album, will funk in there too, uh, and then one more will be like a progressive rock, like a lot of weird stuff, playing with time, using different sounds. Uh, that that excites me because. All of this stuff, I'm I'm designing it to challenge myself. I'm going to play as much of it as I can by myself, but for for other stuff, I'm going to use my friends. Mm-hmm. I, I've I've made so many friends musically just from God, like seven years of, of playing gigs and you know getting out there. Um, you know, if if they're down, you know, I'll, I'll incorporate them and just make it just the biggest, craziest concept that I,
0: I possibly can. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. When uh, when you mentioned that like hip hop and stuff, that's funny because I think, and this is one of the cool things about being able to do this and talk <laughs> to you. So, and, and I thought about this when you mentioned as far as like, you know, groups of people. Yeah. Um, because I think, you're one of the few black people at school.
1: I can see that. Yep.
0: That I didn't see in the group of black people at school. Right. (coughs) Like when I think, I think of seeing you with Vern. Yeah. Right. Um, And my friends were Ray, Scott, Josh, right. Versus we weren't in the, the group of everyone else that would hang by the trash can. (laughs) Yeah. In K-Hall or wherever it was.
2: <laughs> K-Hall. <laughs> memory is
0: freakish. <sighs> but yes, talk a little bit about... I don't know, your perspective on... And I'm biracial, so for me, it was always a, a back and forth. Yeah. Talk a little so bit about that. So my kids are going to have race. to deal with that. That's
1: crazy, right? All right. So for me, I don't speak like a stereotypical black person. Yeah. I never have. My nana insisted that I never drop my Gs. I... I speak to every as a kid that I speak to everyone properly like an adult would. Mm-hmm. And that just kind of carried over. Right. Um, so my experience is a little different because oh, race is so weird. So <laughs> like I always like got like, Oh, you're the whitest black kid I've ever met. Mm-hmm. And that, that sucks, mm-hmm. right? That hurts a little bit because it's like, Hey man, I'm just like you, but now you're saying that I'm not like you because I speak differently, right? But my life experiences are, are the same. People have called me the N word. I haven't liked it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hard R, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've come to blows over that. Like I, I, I will not put up with it. And as a result, I tolerate zero racism from anyone ever. I don't care if they're black, Asian, Indian, white, like none of it matters to me. Like that is that is the soft spot for me mm-hmm. and and it and it just sets me off. Um so I grew up always with a super diverse crew. There were white kids, there were Jewish kids, yeah. there were other were the black kids, of course. Um so I grew up obviously uh, when i grew up i grew up in the projects yeah west you know? Philly.
0: or west, west Philly. west
1: Hamlet. no not west Danbury. oh i lived in north hills in projects oh yeah <laughs> yeah
0: up that's north hills is like above witpain uh
1: right. it's in upper dublin it's a little bit oh, i don't I have no idea
0: where north Hills is south <laughs> of
1: glenside where i currently live okay okay north north of glenside um so you know i I've, I've seen some shit okay in my life you know so like when you're when you're talking about like race and stuff like that. Like I think that's where we kind of helped me because I have such a a diverse set of friends. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I hung out with Andrew Godey and Joe Conlon and Rishi Patel. Yeah. Dave Dave Majumdar. Um, That was my crew for a little bit. And then, you know, I, my crew shifted to French item, JP Meyer, uh, all the other band nerds that were there, mm-hmm. chorus kids, um, and, and the, like, it just, it constantly shifted and, and it was never homogeneous mixture. Mm-hmm. It was always a bunch of people with a bunch of different life experiences. Um, so I just, when, when people talk about race and racism, like, I don't, it, it almost doesn't click with me. Right. Like I see it. I'm just like, why, how? Yeah. Right. And I forget sometimes people have not had these life experiences, mm-hmm. you know, um, <laughs> musically, though. Right. So, uh, so my family was very Christian grown up. Okay, Like they didn't listen to anything else. Come middle school, you know, I'm hanging out with a bunch of girls who mm-hmm. listen to pop music. So I listen to pop music. And this is around the time Biggie comes out. Pac comes out Yeah. and I start listening to that stuff and that stuff's cool to me. Yeah. Like I've never heard anything like it. It's blowing my mind. So I remember California, California comes out. Uh, so I'm like, listen to it. Pac's verse was killer to me. So I was like, I'm going to learn this. So I record off the radio or on a cassette cause we're old. Yes. And then I sit down and I start transcribing it. I'll write it down. You're writing the, you the, the words. You're writing the words. Because yeah, we have no internet. Of course. And all terrible words are in there. You know, I can I can tell what the words are because they they edited it out. But mm-hmm. come on.
0: You know, the rhymes. Yeah, of course. You know, it rhymes with buck.
1: <laughs> you know it. That's you know right. It. <laughs> <laughs> my, my mom finds it. Again, my family's very religious at this time. Mm-hmm. My mom pulled my ass. It was the worst. It was the worst banging I ever got from my mom. She was like, I never want to see you talk like this. Or, or use these words whatever ever again do not demean women you like and i was like oh okay see i like i've never made that connection so like look do i swear a lot mm-hmm. not around kids not around you know i still don't even do it around like my parents yeah, <laughs> like yeah, i just yeah. won't um but it was like it was nuts because like, like as a kid like just Introduce to this wide world of stuff mm-hmm. You know It's like oh okay That's all right, awesome. I'm not going to mess that anymore
0: <laughs> Favorite artist in high school <sighs>
1: That's a good question I don't know that I can really Answer that because it was Like everything got opened up So much Give me top three Top three Earth, Wind and Fire Wow That's when I found out Earth, That's Wind, awesome and Fire. Dre yeah. Dre and Eminem, that combo, yeah, because that was huge at the time. Alt-Band, Our Lady Peace. We went, really? to, we went on a Canada trip. Uh, they were big up there, and I got into them heavy. And uh, I kind of stuck with them. Yeah, uh, that was That's it.
0: That's awesome. Favorite TV show? I didn't watch a lot of TV
1: in high school. Really? It was mostly cartoons. Okay. Uh, Beast Wars, probably back in the day okay. at that point. Maybe maybe it was a little before then, but that's what I remember watching a
0: lot. What about movie?
1: I was not a big movie guy.
0: no, nope, never went to the movies
1: i I did, but the movies that I saw, like the only thing the only movie I really that sticks in my mind is uh Oh, it was a terrible movie too Tomcats Tomcats uh, Jerry O'Connell, Shannon Elizabeth.
0: Oh my God, that sounds horrible. Oh, yeah, it was. Uh it sounds so bad. Shannon Elizabeth after American Power? <laughs> Yes. Oh no! Uh, oh, she was trying to make something out of her career. So she, it was, um, it was a raunchy comedy.
1: <laughs> uh, obviously, saw it. It was funny. Uh, I enjoyed myself. Uh, I think, I think Jake Busey may have been in that movie. Jake Busey. I love Jake <laughs> Busey.
0: Oh my God. Oh,
1: the movie's terrible. Oh, I, I would watch it. In Jake a Busey second, only though.
0: does terrible movies. <laughs> that's I, true. I own, I don't know if I still have it. I could have <laughs> sold it, but I, I owned a Jake Busey, a starring Jake Busey movie. Ooh. Hitchhiker 2. Ooh. Yeah, it's one of my prized possessions.
1: Ooh, that's rough. One of my uh, prize possessions. Yeah. Uh, I remember that movie because it was the first R rated movie that I snuck into.
0: Really? Yes. Tomcats.
1: Yes. I was seventeen at okay. the time. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe I was sixteen. Sixteen. I was definitely sixteen. Okay. Um, and I went in with a couple of friends my age and younger. AMC? Uh, yeah. 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 They didn't care. Uh
0: <laughs> you think. I got turned away. Really? Yeah. Huh. That's crazy. It was horrible.
1: But they were they were just like, Oh yeah, you can you know, just buy a ticket. All right, see you later. Wow. Nothing. I was like, All right.
0: Wow. I had my I went with Ray to go see. I want to say it was I like know no, it was uh uh, Wishmaster <laughs> Remember the Wes Craven movie After Scream <laughs> Yeah yeah, not good. I think it was Wishmaster It could have been Dreammaster But I think it was Wishmaster And Ray and I <laughs> went Scream. My mom bought the tickets And Ray and I go in the theater And we're seeing like Natalie Cooner And Eric Mailhorn And I'm like I'm feeling good man I'm like Yo we in here We are in here I'm like yo you want to sit in the back What you want to do You want to get some popcorn We styling out here on a Friday night And a dude goes Where are your parents And I said what He goes where are your parents? You can't come to this R-rated movie without your parents. And I go, uh, I bought the ticket. So he goes, All right, I need to see your ID. You can't come in. And I had to call my mom and she had to come back and get us. Oh, that's awful. That's terrible. I never, I never went back to that theater. No. God. Um, I want to ask you about your family. But the, yeah. but I want to ask you about one more thing. Sure. Go right ahead. Talk to me about retail. Retail is the devil. Because after high school, I, I want to know when I ask you about your family, I'm going to ask you, what did you do after high school? And I want you to take it from there. But after high school, I used to run into you at Best Buy. Yeah. All the time. That was where I used to see you for like a year or two.
1: So uh, I started out working at McDonald's uh, when I was like 14. Mm -hmm. was still in high school. Um, And then I moved to Staples, which. So I actually think working at McDonald's and then moving into retail did something kind of valuable for me. I, I I gained a work ethic working at McDonald's. Uh, I learned the value of working quickly and efficiently, and then retail. Retail, I I could almost credit for pulling me out of my introversion a little bit because you had to talk to people. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, don't get me wrong. Now I still do really weird introvert shit. Like if I'm in a grocery store and there's more than 2 people in an aisle, I will not go down that aisle. Okay. Cuz I don't want the I don't want the possibility of talking to people mm-hmm. at times. <laughs> <laughs> um uh but it forced me to you know, learn to deal with people in public. Mm-hmm. Um it, it actually forced me to make friends which up until that point had been kind of difficult, you know, most of the time it had been, okay, well, we're, we're in class together. So we almost have to talk or we, we know similar people. So we have to talk. But once you start working, you have nothing in common with those people outside of the fact that you work together. Mm -hmm. So you are either going to shut down altogether or you're going to become a part of the, the work culture. And retail can be wonderful, and it can be a cesspool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, once I got to Best Buy, Best Buy was actually super cool. As a twenty-something-year-old kid, yeah. you know, um, I learned a lot, did a lot. I learned that I could be a leader. You know, um, I learned that when I go places, I can be special.
2: Yeah,
1: uh, I don't have to just blend in. I can, I can use my mind. Uh, my body to to excel. Uh, I worked in inventory and I worked in loss prevention at Best Buy. Um, so I was either in a warehouse or at the front door.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, one way or the other, I I dealt with everything that went in or out of that store, mm-hmm. which is kind of cool. Yeah, like, to be that responsible that young, like I don't know that I could have done anything else at twenty two. Yeah, you know.
0: Yeah. Um, retail's tough though. Retail's <laughs> real tough i did nine years at wawa so Ooh. and my first job was at mcdonald's Ha! Huh. which yeah. did you did you do the one in amla no i did the one in Too afraid to like work at mcdonald's like near where people might come in oh people came in oh yeah people came you in were all at the, the one time. in amla yeah yeah
1: it was right down the street from my house yeah i didn't have a car so i could literally just walk
0: to work every day yeah uh,
1: i was only there for like eight months or something like that but still you know
0: yeah i I yeah I was there for eight months at my McDonald's and Dresher, and I remember the I remember to this day writing a note to my boss to tell him I was quitting because I was making five fifteen an hour and that was minimum oh, yeah. wage that's awful yeah and I remember when I Wade Craig do you remember Wade Craig yeah Wade gave me the gave, gave the the manager at Wawa the Iggy about I went.
1: Oh my god! <laughs> I'm, so I'm gonna be eating friendlies every
0: day. <laughs> like, I was like losing my mind, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I went to Wawa um, because the idea of getting like Wade used to tell me all this stuff about like discounted hoagies and soda. Uh, um,
1: yeah, yeah, retails retails a beast. Not everybody can handle that.
0: What did you do after after high school? <clears throat>
1: sorry so I went to Monco uh, I stayed there for a little I kind of backed off um, I was really heavily pursuing music my band my first first iteration of my band um, uh, my nana got sick and I I moved back into the house in Ambler where I grew up and uh, I took care of the house uh, my my mom and my stepdad moved out of there and the house was just there and she had nobody to take care of it. And, uh, you know, I, it was perfect storm events because I would, I just, I was about to leave the place that, where I was staying. Mm-hmm. And I moved moved back in and, uh, you know, I took care of the house for a little bit. Then I went back to school. Um, I realized that, you know, Best Buy is not going to get me where I want to go. Um, it was great because they worked with my schedule for for gigs and stuff like that, but mm. it's not what I wanted. So I went back, finished my associates at Monaco. Uh worked really hard. The uh, the end of that, it was it was a couple of years off. Graduated in 07. Uh, then I moved to a place called Telerex, which is a call center. Okay. Uh, and which was perfect for my my musical aspirations.
2: because
1: mm. uh, it was it was, you know, 8 to 4 30 or something like that. And, you know, my nights, I could, I could assemble the band, I could write. I could, you know, we could do little recordings and we could list back and I can mm-hmm. I can arrange and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then gigs, you know, it was never a problem on Friday nights and Saturdays and whatever, because, you know, those those are Monday through Friday nights. you're working, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, so I stayed there for a while, uh, met my wife, uh, not there. Okay. Um, Where would you meet? So we met online. We met through eHarmony. Oh, Um I was never super confident when it came to talking to girls. Mm-hmm. It was always super awkward.
0: Did you date at all in high school?
1: Um, briefly, a little
0: bit here and there, but it was never really someone from high school or someone from outside of high school. From high school, okay. from from high school. Do you want to throw out a name? Uh, I'm just curious and nosy.
1: Amanda Stagnu. I dated her. I don't think I know her. She's a year or two ahead of us. Okay. Uh, it's towards the end of high school because my first couple of years, obviously, they're girls who were interested in, you know, back in the day, but it just wasn't going to work.
0: Mm-hmm. And it didn't. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, stay tuned. Like, I'm going to interview them all. Oh, do I'm, it. I'm going to tell them all. Please <laughs> do. Yeah. So I had I I was a zero <laughs> across the board all through high school. And so it was all just once and and wishes and things. Yeah. You know. Yep.
1: Know the feeling. Um, I was just never I could never talk like we got super awkward with the girls like like by the time i was ready to make a move girls had already moved on Mm -hmm. um and you know whatever that was that was my issue to deal with yeah um and that kind of carried through into college there were girls obviously there were girls interested in never made moves girls at work uh about my age um never like we're friends but like I never do. I got I have friends who owned a lot.
0: A lot. <laughs> uh, do you think that's why you were friend so friendly with girls in middle school? So no, the the girls that
1: I was friends with in middle school took me. Okay. Like I didn't I didn't have a choice in the matter. Okay. Like you're you, you you're with us now. You're, were you we,
0: like the pet project for the girls? I suppose. Thing? Okay.
1: I don't know. You'd have to ask them more about that. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I was never. I was never good with with girls. And so I went online. I kind of was just tired of being single. I was ready to settle down. Um, And, you know, oh, man, some of those girls are fucking crazy, dude. (laughs) Like, super fucking nuts. Like, there's this one girl who was, like, said she was, like, from Northtown, And I was like, all right, that's cool. That's not that far away. Maybe just meet her for a date. We talked for a little bit. And she was, like, and then she drops this bum on me. Like, I actually moved to Africa. I'm only coming back for the right man. I'm not sure if uh, I wonder if that could be you and I was like that's
0: wow. a lot of
1: pressure man did you need
0: like, a wire transfer with that for her prince? no
1: no <laughs> no Wow. she was like she was like I'm only coming back for the right dude I'm like that's that's heavy man like I'm like I just kind of want to date like meet a girl or two and like that's that's a lot mm-hmm. so I stopped talking to her and then she got like stalkery and crazy and so I just cut that off real quick I was wow. like yeah don't talk to me anymore stay that's away a- from me I was like I'm not even that special man like let's calm it down um, there are a couple other girls but you know my wife you know she lived she lived about an hour north I lived in North Wales at the time uh, she lived in Bethlehem Um, she'd been she'd just gotten out of a pretty bad marriage Um, and you know we just kind of hit it off like we got together we spent a day together we went to a party like a friend's birthday party that night um, and just ever since then,
0: it's just, like, we knew. We knew almost immediately. What's her name? Jen. Jen? Yep. And uh, you've got two kids now. Congratulations. Two kids. Two kids. Just had one, right? Uh, a year ago. A year ago now. Just a little over a year ago.
1: So, my wife is white, I am black, both my kids are biracial. Um, And so we were talking about race a little while ago. Um, Like, it's weird at times because, you know, we've traveled a little bit. We've gone down south and, I, you know, mm-hmm. I hold my my wife's hand and that's some different shit. Mm-hmm. We catch looks and whatnot. What's weird is being here. Like there was one time where my oldest son is David. My youngest son is Nolan.
0: Um, Nolan? Yeah. That's my uncle's. My great uncle's name. Oh, is nice. Nolan,
1: yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, so we were out with David one day. We were just going to the mall. Hanging out, he was holding both of our hands. I caught looks, mm. and that's that's a different feeling because when it's like me and my wife, I'm just like nah, whatever, fuck you. Mm-hmm. Look at my kid that way. That's a little different. And I like, I almost wanted to get in people's faces, mm. like Papa Bear. Like came up real hard. Yeah, and I'm like I don't see. I don't. I don't know what your experience was like growing up. Yeah. Um, if you ever but- caught caught any of that,
0: so. Um, my mom used to tell me that people would always assume she was babysitting. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and so now, now like, it's, it's one of my favorite lines. I always say like, thanks for not letting people think that you're just babysitting. <laughs> even if you could have, even if you could have taken the easy out. Yeah. Um, for me, um, my, so my dad's side of the family is batshit crazy. Uh, and <laughs> so, uh, I didn't have much contact with the black side of my family. Uh, uh, and most of my all my family on my mom's side is great super cute not super communicative, but you know your typical annoying family yeah uh but all over the country and all that um so i'm also jewish yeah so for me didn't know that the hardest thing for me was and when i felt when you feel like you're being looked at was going to synagogue for high holidays that's and no oh, one wow. there is black. Yeah. It's before no. Drake. You know? <laughs> fuck that guy by the way. Yeah, fuck that dude. <laughs> it it's like it's just me. And it's just a bunch of white dudes and their white kids and their white wives in sweaters and shit. And like, I don't know, my dad has a big afro and a giant beard. And this is not anything <laughs> that I'm used to, and I have to sit here for three hours. <laughs> It was it was weird, and we went a little, for a while, and then we stopped going. And I was a little bit thankful because it was a really really uncomfortable. I didn't know how to deal with that. Yeah, oh, I didn't. And when you're with your family, you don't think about it. But then when you start to and and this is more of a I don't know gets into more of like socioeconomic type yeah. of stuff. But when you know my grandfather, my grandfather liked to live the life. My grandfather liked to, you know, wine and dine and go out and have dinners and and have drinks and 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 live a really fine life. Uh, and so when he would bring his little black grandson in, <laughs> I would feel, you know, in this room full of white people out in, you know, Abington or Glenside or Will Grove or wherever we'd be eating dinner. And I would look around and go, man, everyone here is white and you don't think about it when you're just with your with your grandfather and your cousins and even at the beach and stuff but when you would go into these when i would go into these enclosed rooms i would look around and think that this feels weird yeah so like my son has actually
1: started to notice that <laughs> mommy's different color daddy's different color he's a different color mm. and like that's that's almost weird for me in a way because it's like man Will he feel like he doesn't belong somewhere, even though he does? Mm-hmm. Right, like you're you're a mixture. You're you're the best of both of us. Mm-hmm. Um, you shouldn't you shouldn't feel like you don't belong anywhere. And I feel like a lot of times, like his one of my best friends now is, is a mixed kid, mm-hmm. um, and you know, I, I think at times like mixed kids have it really tough because mm-hmm. there's no true community that you belong to but you belong to all of it
0: (laughs) it's really easy to 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 push when when someone doesn't want to include you or doesn't want to um justify you it's easy to push them out of the way and for a biracial kid that triggers so many internal thoughts of oh very similar to like when you were talking about you know being the, the whitest black kid um, to get that from both sides.
1: Yeah, oh my God. you know I didn't thought about that.
0: You're not black enough. you're not white. You y- get it from yeah. both sides. you know here's the funny thing. I never went to a bar mitzvah really? never not until my cousin my cousin had her bar mitzvah when I was like 28. <laughs> never so all the I didn't I wasn't I didn't have that community that I had with my entire white family of being Jewish and celebrating oh, holidays. Wow and fasting and I didn't have that relationship and I didn't even know any other Jewish kids at was like I knew a couple and you go oh I guess they're having apartments but I wasn't friends with them I wasn't invited to those things wow I didn't have that community in any in any way in Ambler luckily Ambler is such a diverse town it is you can't you can't avoid black people. (laughs) (laughs) You can't. (laughs) And so um and I grew up in South Amber. We you know, across across the across the street from each other. Um and so tons of black kids there, um, plus a few white kids. And so I think I was lucky to be in that neighborhood where you've got um, you've got your, your Clayton's and your Thompson's yeah. and, and your Watson's, but then you've also got your Corliss's and your campions and your males. Uh, and so uh, I, I was man. very, yeah, I'm dropping names. I was very lucky to have a, a little microcosm of the real world around us. Yeah. Um, but outside of that world, yeah, there were, there would just be these really hard hitting moments that you just look around and go, Oh, that feels weird.
1: Almost makes you think like, were we sheltered a little bit? What was was our diversity almost a little bit of a, a shelter for us because we are we did grow up in such diverse communities? Like I didn't hear the N word directed towards me until until I was in middle school. And mm-hmm. I I, I, know, I know. All right, first of all, it's never acceptable. It's never acceptable to say that to another human being, right? Right. But yeah, uh, I know other kids. That happened super early for. And that didn't happen to me until like seventh, eighth grade. And like at that point, you know, you're kind of well formed and then hits you and you're like, oh, yeah, I guess I guess there are some super intolerant people Mm -hmm. and I've never dealt with this before. How do I deal with this? Did your
0: parents ever talk to you about stuff like that growing up?
1: Yeah, all the time. Yeah, all the time. But again, my experiences was was that. You know, I, I had so many different friends. None of them were. None of them were racist. Mm-hmm. They were all cool, like all the time. Yeah. So when you encounter it, it's it's such a system shock. Yeah.
0: How did yeah. you deal with it when you in high school or middle school? I know you said like now <laughs> you're, you're so intolerant, but what was your reaction to it when you were young? Oh, I got a no fight. Yeah,
1: I got a no fight. Uh, it was bad for the other kid because in school, a- after school, after school, I was walking home. I. I'm not confrontational. I'm really not. Um,
0: Thank so, God I would have had my ass kicked a couple times. <laughs> I right doubt in, that. Right in Japanese class. I, so, no, I, I was could, a real. I was no, dude. I was always good to catch one on the chut on the chin.
1: <laughs> so this kid had disability. Mm-hmm. Um, she has cerebral palsy. Uh, she's hard of hearing. She was talking shit on my mom, and I. It was hard to hold that in. And there are a couple times where I almost turned around, and went after him. My friends were there, grabbing me back. Hey man, don't do it. Not mm-hmm. worth it. Cool, walking away, and he goes, "Yeah, run away, you fucking n-word." Hard, wow. hard R. And they let go. <laughs> At that point, they were like, "Well, we tried," and
0: wow. and yeah, it was. I'm it right was, there with you.
1: It was bad for him. It was yeah. real bad for him. I can feel it. Um, because I was always bigger, you know, than a lot of kids, and yeah, and I. I regret how i handled it as an adult but no you know no 13 year old me is yeah you know do what you gotta do
0: yeah that 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 was a hundred percent my my style and my reaction to things like that and from when i started experiencing in middle school uh and and onward my first flight in seventh grade was over that my last flight a week before graduation was over that i got to spend it a week before graduation for that uh, I'm just, a fight.
1: I just don't understand why people why people go there. And so so back to your original question, kids, like it is. I'm going to have to have a tough conversation with my sons at some point. Um,
0: the thing that sucks is it's scary. it's not it's not in their control. I know. And and what has to be in their control, unfortunately, is the restraint. And that's the the tough thing to t- to learn as a young person. It is 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 it doesn't matter. But at the end of the day, it's probably if you. If you get in a fight, you might win, but at some point, you're probably you going to lose. Yeah, in. you got to get that shit out of your system as a young kid and learn that it's just not worth it. Um, And that's a really tough, tough thing to learn when you're in your teens. Yeah, tell me about it. Um, but I turned out okay, and I think your kids will too. <laughs> Thanks. Appreciate I'm going to run through my list here and see go for if there's anything else.
1: So <clears throat> while you're looking through that, yeah, kids will change you. Yeah. Um, in so many, you know, like I cry. Whereas before, I like there were points where I actually
0: what are your cry moments? <clears throat>
1: um, it was just stuff, just dumb stuff, like that. I, I, I didn't emote, you know, unless it was like big, heavy, life changing stuff, like death or whatever. Um, so the moment he was born, I cried, and from then on, like. There's just been moments where I just openly weep about certain things. Uh, <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> I'll watch like sometimes TV commercials will get me. It's just like, it's like, oh, the family's so beautiful. I don't know how to do it. You know, just, you just start crying over just nothing, over nothing. Uh, sometimes my son will just, uh, daddy, I love you. How much? And it will just point to the ceiling. Like up there all the way up there awesome. and it's like ah oh, ah oh, you're so cute and you know that's awesome and i didn't realize until i became a parent so parents you say you, you look i love you to your parents mm-hmm. and they say it back but you don't understand how they mean it until you're a parent mm. and you say once you say it to your kids and it hits you holy shit that's what my parents have meant all my life
0: mm. And it and it changes you fundamentally. It's mm. absolute crazy. There's a lot of things now that I I look back on, and um, for you and for anyone that, that's now listening. And I'm single, no kids, so, um, but that's okay. It's okay, but I I'm trying. It's I'm it's not I'm not like I haven't made any like decision of of uh, don't want kids, mom. I want kids. Don't worry. <laughs> she's on me hard.
1: dude my mom too
0: hard when we
1: first got together when you having kids jesus can you can you
0: calm down a little bit oh, god i don't think i have a single interaction with my mom where she doesn't talk about like what <laughs> what am i waiting for what's wrong with me uh, there's still I'm, plenty of time I'm, I'm picky but i think one of the things 36
1: mm-hmm.
0: and so the things that i struggle with just to do for myself on a <laughs> on a daily basis you know laundry dishes uh, just remembering wow. to send my rent dude um all these things, and then think, man, I was six years old at this point. my mom was a was a having to live as a grown up, as a mature grown up and teach me things at this point i I, I think about the the things that go through my brain that i that I did, her and my dad that i I the way I acted or or, or man, dude, the idea of having to someone needing something so that you have to and you have to leave work. Because you have to go do something. The anxiety that goes to my brain. Of having to tell work. Yo I got to step out at 3 o'clock today. Or I'm going to be gone from 1 to 3. (laughs) Like I can't imagine my parents getting a call from the principal. Like yeah you got to come over here now. And he can't come back for the next 2 or 3 days. Like I can't imagine that type of stuff. So
1: (laughs) kids are everything to you. No matter what. Uh, And it's difficult being a parent. I will straight up. I'll straight up admit that something that I did early on. (laughs) I went to both my parents and I apologized. Mm. I didn't realize how difficult I was and I was a good kid and I know I was difficult and I was like, I'm so sorry. I had no idea until you experience it. It's just like, Oh, Oh, this is what they dealt with Mm -hmm. all the time. Uh, Yeah. It's just, it's mind blowing.
0: Yeah, stuff What's like it? that is the is the type of stuff that as you like stuff like that is the things that in this mature level almost makes me cry a bit. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um I wanna I wanna ask you about any fun stuff you wanna talk about. Um but before that, the last question that was literally on my list, we we nailed everything, just kind of uh, free talking, that? I know. Um Proudest achievement, personal or professional or both <coughs> Um. All right. There's a couple.
1: One is becoming a dad. Yeah. Um. You don't. I can't put it in words. Um, that's that's hard. Um. I just recently. I went back to school recently. Really? Yeah. I, I, I WGU. Congratulations. Uh. Thank you. Uh. I'm actually going out to California in a couple of weeks for my commencement. That's awesome. Um. That's, that was huge for me. And finally, every tentpole musical thing that I've ever done, a full length album, uh, playing at the truck, um, you know, just getting out there and just performing. Mm -hmm. Um, Those those stick out to me as as accomplishments like I did that by myself. Mm. You know, no one said, hey, you should do this. More people said you will probably fail doing this, which to a degree is true. But. Like I always have that, hmm. you know. Uh, that's, that's my legacy, as, as it were. You know, I can always go, "Hey, check out the CD." My son actually came across. It. He goes, "Hey, Daddy, look, you're on this CD," and I'm like, "Yeah, that's yeah, I awesome. am." Uh, and and that's that's an accomplishment that will never leave. And if I if I'm able to pull off this this next one, you know that said that will say more about me as a person now than it than any other point
0: in my life I, I look forward to doing that that's awesome i um one of the things about music and it's it's like two of your things coming together not just the music but the ability for your kids to see it yeah and experience it yeah. in real time too and to have that for them to have yeah. forever yeah is pretty cool and incredible that's super cool you, uh, don't cry. I can that, see it. We're thinking about tapping. Is, it's very nice. <laughs> um, uh, you recently, uh, in, uh, accepted my, uh, accepted me into a really cool Facebook group. Yeah, um, thank you. Thank you. No, dude, that's, it's the really cool. The more people cool.
1: that are in, the, the better it is.
0: You're super dedicated to it, number one. Yeah. um it's, uh, it's quality i didn't know you were striving for quality until the other day when or yesterday when you gave someone a demerit for a bad post <laughs> no <laughs>
1: that was a joke That, awesome, that was awesome though that was no but i love that uh <laughs> no i like stuff that makes people laugh um so like i'm i'm really big like i said in comics and science fiction and fantasy so i love game of thrones um, all this Marvel and DC shit that everybody's like getting on board with. This was me in high school. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, yeah, catch up motherfuckers. <laughs> like I've already been here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's like, it's awesome to see all that kind of stuff. Like, like
0: be mainstream and popular. Yeah. Cause now I'm a cool kid. Yeah. Well, not kid, but, uh, yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. It brings you back to that time. As I feel the same way about wrestling.
1: It's yeah. And wrestling's wrestling's gotten out of control. Popular the last our, few
0: year's building our business
1: nuts. Um, yeah, like I I love I love doing that, organizing and running it as as an administrator. Um find stuff that makes people laugh. A lot, a lot of times stuff to me is inappropriate, mm-hmm. but it's funny because it's inappropriate. Um Yeah, it's it's just a good time. It's it's an escape from real life. Like yeah. you can get out here and talk about politics all day and just give yourself a headache. You know, we all we all have. You know, we're all either trying to make rent or mortgage, mm-hmm. car payments, and insurance, and all this other shit. And it's just like, I just wanted something that I can just discuss fun stuff with people who also want to discuss fun stuff. Uh, so in that group, I was like, all right, first of all, no politics. Uh, everybody's respectful. Um, I don't care what you put in there, as long as you contribute, and and
0: it's been pretty good so far. It's fun. Yeah, it's fun. You were running uh, a website for a little bit. I am running a it's website. Still going. Yes. Twisted Cape. TwistedCape dot
1: um, It's uh, so if you're familiar with the Onion, mm-hmm. it's kind of like that except superheroes. Cool. Um, in addition, uh, we do a lot of reviews for movies, TV shows, comic books, um, uh, opinion pieces. Um, we we have a podcast, the Twist Cast. Uh, check that out at some point if you if you have not. Uh, we're just a bunch of guys, a couple guys just sitting around, hanging out, uh, talking about that kind of stuff. You're into that kind of stuff. I'd love to have you on. Yeah, I love Uh, it. uh, So, yeah, it's it's a challenge, Mm -hmm. but it's a joy at the same time.
0: What's been your favorite of the Avengers Marvel decade-long phenomenon? What, Uh, What was your favorite?
1: For a long time, it was... It went back and forth between Guardians of the Galaxy 1
0: and The Winter Soldier. A lot of people like Winter Soldier.
1: Winter Soldier is so good. Yeah, it's, I feel like
0: that's the number one for, for most people. Majority. And then I
1: saw Endgame. Um, and that movie blew me away.
0: What was your experience? Tell me your experience in the theater.
1: Um, all right, Because mine was
0: messed up. <laughs>
1: was it? Yeah, oh, on. man. Uh, so I've seen it twice now. Okay. Uh, the first time I saw it was IMAX 3D opening night. Uh, Ten o'clock show. Um, it was a bunch of people like me, big in the comics. We're, like we were going to see this movie first, no matter what. There was big laughs like it, sh- like there should have been. Uh, big tears like there should have been. I was sitting there, I was making the ugly face that you make like right before you cry. Uh, several points in the movie, um, and a lot of cheering, mm-hmm. a lot of cheering. Like I missed so much of the movie because of cheering, and then I saw it. Second time in 4DX. Do you wow, know what that is? No, what is that? All right. Have you ever been to Disney or Universal? Yeah,
0: yeah, 4D. Yeah. Yeah. So, you wow. know, those
1: chairs and like everything moves and misting and no way. smoke. Yes. Where it does was, that happen? So, uh, I'm was, going tomorrow morning. <laughs> it was in uh, Warrington, uh, where, where the at Warrington, Warrington Theater? The, yeah. At Regal Crossing? Yeah. They wow. Have, they have one there. I think there's one in KOP and I don't know if there's one closer to here.
0: That's um, awesome. But like,
1: like it, that showing blew my mind. I'm happy I didn't see it that way first.
0: Mm-hmm. It's um, too much. No, yeah. It's too much. It's so much movie.
1: It really is. Um, but holy shit, it was crazy. So wait, what was your experience?
0: So I saw it uh, over here at, uh, on Delaware Avenue at the at the movie theater here. Yeah. Uh, I bought two tickets. I had a friend that I thought was coming with me, but I was super anxious. And I was like, there's no way anyone's going to spoil this movie for me. I'm not, I'm not allowing days to go by to where I see something. So I could... I've been trying to go to bed at ten o'clock during the week mm-hmm. so I can get up at five a.m. and work out, but I was like, "I'll just, I'll just stay up and I'll, I'll do this thing. I'll drink a, a Red Bull and uh, I'll go do this. Literally sold out. It's just, and I've got one and there's one empty. One to me. Okay. Last row. Oh.
1: 11, uh,
0: 11 o'clock showing. Could have been ten o'clock showing. I can't remember. I think it was ten o'clock showing. Okay. First date. Oh no. Oh no, baby. What is you doing? But it had to at least, at least been second date. Oh. Because she liked him a lot. Oh no! So it starts with like, <coughs> it starts with the arm. I mean, so Hawkeye's looking around. Oh, everyone's going, "Ooh, oh, he's with his family out in the field." Like, oh yeah. Spoilers, by the to, way. Yeah, showing showing him how to showing him how to she pull the crossbow out. back and all that, and she's just rubbing his arm oh, next to no. me. No. and you know, just like. Like the breathing gets heavier. Yeah. Oh God, no. And then like every like six minutes or so, he would just like he couldn't stand it. And he would just turn and just attack her face and her mouth and just start making out with her. Oh. My and this God. is going on for the whole like 35, 45 first minutes of the movie. Oh, and no. I was trying to ignore it. But I'll be honest, it was hot. <laughs> it was fucking hot. Right? So I'm kind of into it a little bit. <laughs> I'm wondering how far is she going to go? Cause she's being super rubby. And I'm, I'm thinking there's really only like one step left of theater for her. There's like two steps really, but is she, I'm like, I, I, and it's like taking me out and I'm realizing I'm breathing heavier. <laughs> I legit tap this dude on the shoulder in <laughs> mid kiss, mid make out. I tap him on the shoulder. I lean over. I go, yo, bro, it's a three hour movie he just let me enjoy it Ah, uh, you know he looked at me like i was his dad who just turned on the basement lights yep. and he was like oh yeah man yeah yeah when the lights came back on for the credits i i tapped him i go yo man thanks thanks for that man i appreciate it. He was just like yeah whatever um, it was, uh, but when i went to see infinity war the guy in front of me was on facebook for so i had to tap him and i was like i was like yo dude can you like just put the phone away oh but before you do that you're you're getting mad about it for 15 oh, minutes yeah. in your head yeah, you're, you're just doing then i tell him and both times i'm I'm hoping god i hope he's not mad i hope he's not gonna punch me as soon as the mid-credit yeah, exactly. roll happens like both times oh. are fine and i i love the movie and enjoyed it but dude. uh yeah it was super awkward That's i have good. I have a, I still have a refunded ticket in my uh, Fandango account that I can I'm going to still go back and see it one yeah, more time. I'm going to see it again.
1: It, it's it's worth it. It was great. It, it's just a great that
0: well, we was appointment viewing, especially in these times where nothing has to be appointment viewing. But we didn't really have an appointment viewing TV show back then. Maybe no. maybe that episode of Fresh Prince when Will Smith gets shot at the ATM. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Give me the gun. I saved your life. I want the gun. Give me the gun.
1: Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, those tears uh real tears uh not as real as when his dad left him um mm-hmm. but uh thrones. i don't know man thrones there's nothing like this lost maybe
0: lost and that great. And that
1: tanked towards yep. the end
0: yep last season was a bomb for people publicly um the wire was the same way people never watched it. wire people hated season of wire is my favorite tv show of all time uh regardless of the ending people just didn't really like the fifth the fifth season. I think um,
1: ending a show is hard, and we're hard. seeing that this year. Um, I love Game of Thrones. You know, I've read the books, which are incredible. Um, I love the show. It's detailed in a way that just does not exist in other shows and other like universes, mm-hmm. right? Like the one of the things that I love about the show is. If you've watched the show and rewatched the show, there are callbacks that happen all the time. And it's and that's richness of writing. Mm-hmm. Right. So as we sit here right now, we're right about to hit the end. So we have no idea what's going to happen here right.
0: for people. It's a Friday. So we are literally two days from the finale. Yeah,
1: Anticipation is very high. Mm-hmm. I'm going to a watch party on Sunday that's night. Awesome. Like it's it's a big thing. Um so we've we've not seen anything like this really
0: before, like I can't think of anything. Seinfeld's the first show that I can remember so,
1: yes, a little bit ah. there's something that you and I have in common. We didn't really know each- about each other until we got older. Oh, we both love sports, yeah, in this town, yes, a lot,
0: yeah,
1: um. You know the the reason I said fuck Drake is specifically because of the Sixers. Yes, I don't really. I know you hate him. I know you do. Uh, yes, and it's funny for me. It really is. I think he's he's average at best. He's a product of his beats, in oh. my personal opinion. He's a
0: sociopath. He uh, yes, really I've <laughs> studied his personality. The guy's fucking crazy. Um, Who goes on Instagram and likes your your battle partners? ex girlfriend's pictures. That's
1: weird. Yeah, this
0: dude's weird reading like Sun Tzu and shit. He's he's a fucking sociopath. <laughs> that only doesn't get acted doesn't get updated much, but it's called com. Ah, oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> and uh we don't start up until the second round of the playoffs. Weird. Yeah, party. Uh so he took me to my
1: first hockey game. That's awesome. Uh, i was against the Pirates. Uh Pirates. 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 Penguins. Penguins. Pittsburgh. Sorry, baseball's on the mind. It's, be- it's, baseball <laughs> it's baseball season, season. baby. Uh, and it was crazy. Like that, that rivalry is awesome. Like, Mm -hmm. I love that that was my first game, you know? Um, one of my first Sixers games was against the Knicks and this is slightly pre-processed. They were not good.
0: That was your first Sixers game?
1: Uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Most, most of the other time had just been on TV. Wow. I hadn't, I hadn't done a whole lot
0: pre process we talking like Jason Capono era. Or? Uh
1: Drew was still here.
0: Drew was here. Okay. Yeah. So Show You Love era. Yo, Andre. Yes. Was yes. Kyle Corver still here?
1: Uh I think Corver was going
0: Corver's me. got Willie Green. Yes. Aaron McKay. <laughs>
1: Dude, Dude, the, the fact assistant. fact that we could name some of these guys out of control. I went to all those
0: games. Uh, <laughs> I Eddie wish. Jordan era. I went to every game in the Eddie Jordan era. Were you
1: uh, were you a big Tony Roten guy? <laughs> oh my god. Rotes. T Rotes. Ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh my God. Uh, so yeah like I was That's awesome I, so we were at a, I, when I worked at the call center one of the the program that I worked on was from PepsiCo
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, PepsiCo uh, it's a super cool hat I've worn it ever since um, <laughs> I love hats so we get there and we're watching the game and the Sixers are getting manhandled by the Knicks it's ugly and they were just like man maybe we should just leave and I was like no we go to a game yes. you stay for the entire no, fucking me. game yes Sixers come back win the game. Fucking right. Blew my mind. Yes. I was like if that's what I'm in for, I'm here for all of it. That's awesome. Oh man, it was so good. That's awesome.
0: Well, uh, yeah. It's a ride to enjoy now that they're actually Yes. They're actually good.
1: It it makes it makes suffering through the process worth it. Mhm. You know.
0: What was the Eagles Super Bowl win like for you?
1: I cried. Yeah. Uh I was actually I watched I watched the game with Vern.
0: Yeah. That's uh, awesome. We're, Lifelong friends getting to this
1: we, you know, we, shit we used
0: to talk about in high school is coming to fruition. Yeah,
1: exactly. You know, sometimes you didn't didn't think so, but you know, here we are. We uh you know, watching the game, and, and we'd watch a couple super Bowls together. It's a good time. We get there, like, oh my god, can they win this? And Brady throws that Hail Mary, and I was just like, shit, 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 shit. Like everybody in the room stood up. It goes, it drops, and everybody starts yelling, I'm like, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. I want to see if there's a flag. There's no flag, and I lost it. I was, like, so happy, and then it hit me. The Eagles just won the Super Bowl in my lifetime. My dad got so to see it. Already. My Somebody. kid got to see it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then tears just start coming out of my eyes. and I'm like, oh, my God, I can't believe we won it. I called my dad right away. I'm like, Dad, we won the Super Bowl. I'm, like, losing my mind. Oh man, it was crazy. It was it was one of the best moments of my life. It's up there with uh, the parade for the oh, Phillies yeah. mm-hmm. back in the day. I just started like me and my wife had just really gotten together. She she came down from work. I got off of work. We went to the parade together. Uh, it was Halloween day.
0: Yeah, it was Halloween. Yeah. yeah,
1: it was. It was just it was nuts. It was just nuts.
0: Oh, uh, I missed the parade. I when was, sports
1: uh... in this town are good, there's no place like this town.
0: It's unbelievable. It it's really the, is. I missed the 08 parade. Um, I was living in Connecticut, writing wrestling, and uh, had a had a Friday afternoon meeting with Vince McMahon that never happened. And I sat in my office watching the parade on CSNPhilly.com. Uh-huh. It was one of the saddest <laughs> days of my life. And so for me, the Eagles Super Bowl win was so important because it wasn't real because I didn't get to really celebrate it. Yeah. Um, and so to live here when that was going on.
1: <laughs> yeah, and, man.
0: And the... Uh, and just walk on six blocks down the street with bottles of champagne and start it up. I don't uh,
1: know. So we were out by the parkway and uh, uh, for the for the uh parade. For the parade. And as we were waiting for them to make their way up, mm-hmm. they were showing the Super Bowl again. And being in a crowd that large, everybody reacting like we're watching a game for the first time. So great. Like I've I've never experienced anything like that. It was it was great. I I can't wait to do it again.
0: I wish I could be tough and say like, oh, it's no big deal. But like when you're talking about it, you see it like I can feel it. <laughs> and my face is like swelling up. And I'm just
1: going,
0: man, it was so fucking incredible. Yeah. It really was. I, I never thought the sports, I was a sports fan, but sometimes I thought I would just was a sports fan out of like being being a guy and and community and not wanting to not yeah. know what's going on. But man, when that happened and and just talking about it to this day and um, with friends, it's still a go-to with friends. And like, hey, remember that time we were on Broad Street? <laughs> Uh, I was out there the night it happened when everyone was climbing the, oh the my trash God. trucks and shit. Like it was, it, it was just unbelievable. <laughs> I'll, I'll never forget any of it. And, uh, yeah, maybe we get another world series one with, oh. with Bryce. Oh my
1: God. That'll be crazy. That'd be awesome. Oh, awesome. he he's, he's perfect fit for this town. He really is.
0: Like he just watched the enthusiasm he plays baseball with. Oh my like- God. So the last thing I said to Mike was that I, I, I wanted to sign my yearbook. Um, cause people did sign them, but I realized no one signed them on their actual names. Um, and that left me thinking that no one ever signed my yearbook. But now as I look at this, this I think it's full. Oh yeah, man. I, I had no idea. I felt like I was like this, uh, I was like this loser that had no one <laughs> sign their yearbooks, but man, there's tons of people that signed my yearbook. It's fucking filled. It's incredible. But, uh, we're gonna ask you to sign. I brought three pens just in case. One doesn't work. Yeah, just in case one doesn't work.
1: Oh, that picture is terrible. That's good, though. Oh, that tie. I might still own that tie. Oh, those glasses. No. Yes. Oh, no, baby. What is you doing? <laughs> okay, it's not working.
0: <laughs> Let's see how many pens it takes. Woo. No? Hang on.
1: I don't think you've ever used this pen.
0: Oh, it's a new one. Oh, there you go. That one's got to work. Yep. Yes. There you go. Thank you.
1: Oh my god. I didn't do anything for this.
0: You did? Like you did everybody else think. put like a message. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll let you marvel through it. All right. I'll trade you. Thanks, man. Yeah fun and this was um yeah it's really good uh, you asked why did i pick you and i picked you just because i thought we had a good connection on facebook i thought we had a good relationship and i thought we could talk honestly about uh our yeah. past and i thought we did have at least a little bit of a content from our our japanese days and uh that would make good stuff if we not for win. awkward you know <laughs> thanks man yeah man thanks. enjoy we'll get you on our some point yeah i'd love to do that yeah. i'd love to do that awesome uh, I was uh, so happy with how this interview came out. I learned some things. Um, Mike's children are biracial, like me. Um, both of our our first jobs were at McDonald's, and um, I never knew Mike's connection to my best friend Ray Campion and the effect that Ray's death had on Mike in high school. I you know, got to thank Mike again for um, being the guinea pig, so to speak, being the first one um, to accept the invitation and you know, come to come to my place and. Give me some of his time and, and share some personal details about his life. Check out Mike's website, twistedcape.com. Mike's podcast is TwistCast. Make sure you listen and subscribe to that. In two weeks, I'll be back with the next podcast. I'll be joined by Eric Coxon. Eric is someone that I did not get along with, but uh, I really pushed myself to reach out. And Eric was more than receptive. The interview does not go at all the way that I thought it was going to go. Um, it was really eye-opening. Um, a great discussion that, um, much like this episode, made me really happy that I started this podcast. So I hope you'll come back in two weeks on a Monday morning when that pod drops. The Instagram is we weren't friends in high school. No apostrophe. The Twitter is WWF in high school. And my social media is redshirtplaya pretty much everywhere. Instagram, Twitter, R E D S H I R T P L A Y A. And lastly, this is a podcast about life. Everyone's is different. And so I just ask that you allow uh, the guests and myself the space and the courtesy to be honest about our point of views in these discussions. So I just ask that you keep that in mind. um, If you interact with any of us on social media uh, about something that you maybe heard today or on a future podcast. Okay, that is uh, that is it. Subscribe to rate and share this podcast. Thanks for listening.